0: Good morning. It's time to wake up, y'all. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Show. We're here weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 Central to 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Available on Google Android, Apple iPhone, Facebook Live, and Periscope Twitter. Tap that Armchair Quarterback's app. Take us anywhere you go. The Armchair Quarterback Show, your first choice for Southern sports talk. Good morning, Mr. Justin Waller.
1: Good morning. I don't know much, but I know one thing. I'm a better elementary school teacher than Cam Newton, his quarterback.
0: (laughs) Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. I'm glad I survived that food poisoning, whatever the hell that was. And the immortal Al Michaels finally received the Ford Frick Award for his career in Major League Baseball broadcasting by the Baseball Writers Association of America. It is
2: well overdue. Game three of the 1989 World Series, the Oakland Athletics against the San Francisco Giants. I'm Al Michaels, welcome to game three. It's been dominant open pitching, of course, in the first two games, so Roger, Craig. Take i am telling you what,
3: League. we have having a address- Yes, we hear you. I guess I don't hear a thing. Well, no, I don't know if we're on the air or not, and I'm not sure I hear this at the moment, but we are. Well, folks, that's the
2: greatest open in the history of television. The one guy we share in common, Bob Euchre, who we we both think is the funniest man in history. Just one quick story. I'm doing a game about 1980 with Howard Cosell, who thought he knew everything about baseball, but he really knew nothing. And Bob Euchre and Howard wanted the Astros to bunt in a situation where a bunt was absolutely not called for. Euchre is mildly chiding him the way he he did on the air. And Howard goes, Euchre, Euchre, I get your point. You don't have to be so truculent." You do know what truculent means, don't you? And without hesitation, Euchre says, Of course, Howard, if you had a truck and I borrowed it, it would be a truculent. And that was Bob Euchre. And is Bob Euchre. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks.
0: to you welcome to the armchair quarterback radio show i'm mac mcgee sitting alongside Justin waller and tony aguilini tony how the hell are you today sir
4: i'm doing great it's friday how are you guys
0: i am doing much better than i was yesterday man i was literally on my deathbed that's why we had to cancel the show yesterday uh justin how are
1: you oh doing great uh finally put out of my misery at tennessee football season this weekend and uh looking forward to monday and not having to talk about that till next year
0: for uh, people that reached out, thank you. Uh, basically, I, I don't know, I had some kind of reaction. I don't know if it's an allergy or if it was food poisoning, but it, man, it was not good. So, uh, I, I, no, normally I fight through these kinds of things to do the show anyways, and I couldn't even keep my head up. The room was spinning. I was like, you know what the hell with this? I'm not gonna be able to, uh, to make it, so. Uh, Appreciate all y'all understanding. Um, let's go ahead and dive in real quick. Take the band-aid off of that game last night. Not much of a game. 24 to three. The Rams beat the uh, now I think extinct Patriots at six and seven. I don't think they're coming back from the dead. Everyone had them making a run at the playoffs going into last night. I thought it was fool's gold because they had beaten teams that be honest with you are not. On the same level as what they played last night, they were making a big deal. They had won four of the last five. Well, when some of these wins come come against teams like the Jets, I have to I have to pump the brakes a little bit. And sure enough, Cam Newton did Cam Newton things last night. Turned the ball over, threw into traffic, threw into panic zones. Uh, it was it was what I expected the Rams defense to do to him. I thought maybe they would get in the end zone, but I, I thought it would be a low-scoring game. And, sure enough it was uh justin what, what did you say
1: uh pretty much as you described uh i, I thought it would be uh right about the over under i thought you'd be around 44 points uh i thought both teams would scrape 20 or uh, high teens and then one of them pull away at the end uh but uh yeah cam just uh
0: he stinks yeah. he stinks it,
1: he used it all up last weekend when they thumped, uh, who was it, the Chargers, because uh, yeah. he, he didn't put any in reserves for this weekend. Uh, and then you another example,
0: you, right? Chargers, Jets wins. That's not impressing me. Yeah. I, I don't know about you.
1: And then you put Stidham in, and after the game, Bill's – Cam's our guy. Well, Cam's your guy. Why didn't you leave Cam out there to improve against the defense he was sucking against? I mean, no, you you go to Stidham to prove what?
0: Did. Did the still actually move the ball somewhat? Um, uh, I, I know they didn't get in the end zone, but at that point, when you had a defense teeing off on you, it's a little difficult to, to navigate. But he at least moved the ball, Tony. Did you catch any of the game? What say you
4: uh, a little bit? I saw enough to see Cam Akers go nuts. I think he ran for about a buck 75. Yeah. Um, two things that kind of struck me this morning, um.
0: He's sitting on my bench on almost my fantasy leagues. I, like, I don't want to start him against the Patriots. I was like, we don't even know if he's really the starter. Like the you know they they're so tight and I was like, son of a
4: gun. Hey, yeah, guys, they uh, they dominated both sides a lot of scrimmage. I, I saw a couple stats this morning that kind of uh, I didn't know. Uh LA's thirty three and zero with McVeigh with a halftime lead, and then I guess it's the first time they've had uh, I think four winning seasons in a row since the Eric Dickerson, uh, John Robinson era. So. Um, I, I kind of guessed it. The second one, I didn't really, I didn't realize the first one they'd been so good with the lead at halftime.
0: I knew they'd been pretty dominant. It really what it has come down to is it McVeigh when he gets a lead. Everyone thinks of McVeigh as this offensive uh, guru that likes to chuck the ball over the place. He loves to run the ball and run, run it at mm-hmm. you in different angles and different ways. So when he gets a lead with that defense that he has out in Los Angeles, it is really hard to come back from. Uh, moving forward i say the rams are still in my opinion they're they're the top 3 in the in the nfc i, I actually have them as my second best team in the nfc this week I, I i feel like that they're number 2 and only the saints would i put number 1 just cuz when they play each other in the playoffs if it happens that game's going to be in new orleans and that's always a difficult place to win but the patriots 6 and 7 they would have to run the table and get a hell of a lot of help but i think it's over so what so my question is why wouldn't you go ahead and go with St- uh jason stidham the rest of the way
1: well that's that's what i don't understand why are you claiming that Cam's still you got uh, after the game uh, you just it, i don't know it doesn't make a lot of sense but neither does Hit cutting your sleeves off for him, good. Him. I mean,
0: like it's not going to do him any good. I guess Belichick's just not used to not making the playoffs, so he, he, so he's not really to concede defeat. But there's just no use of having Cam Newton on the field because he shows you what he is every single week. And at least if you get a three or four games with, I guess, it'd be three games left with Stidham, at least see what you have. So when you go into the draft this coming year. Are you going for a quarterback or is Stidham something that you could actually use? I'm a little surprised it's taken this long to get Stidham on the field, but there you have Especially
1: it. Especially battling the injuries that Cam has been battling. Uh, yeah. you know They, they addressed him and touched before the game. He's just kind of playing through them, but yeah, that one's a little dumbfounding there myself. Have you That's seen enough to uh, – go
4: ahead. I was going to say the Patriots have been good at getting their backup quarterbacks either big deals or using them. Uh, as trade bait, let's did him play the last few games, and if he, you know, does decent, maybe you get a phone call asking for him.
0: That yeah, that's a that's a great point as well.
1: Have you seen enough to to answer the question? Who was better? Was it was it Belichick's success or was it Brady's? Did did Cam give you enough sample size to I see sti- that, or you got to see a real quarterback come
0: in? I still say. It was the two of them combined. Everyone wants to say, was Brady the reason or was Belichick the reason? When you have an all-timer quarterback and an all-timer coach together, that's that's the magic, right? That's the magic. It's you. you whenever you break a combination like that up, you're making them both lesser. So I, I, I agree. Six, six championships, nine conference championships – you can't take it away from either one of them. I mean, I mean, both of them are. It's it's asinine. With people love to do it on Twitter. Oh, look what Brady's doing with that Belichick. He can't he can't get out of his own way. He's getting beat up by the Saints, and then they'll do the same thing when you, you know when a game like last night. And my thing is, why why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't it be a combined for the two? It would be like saying. Well, was it Jerry Rice or was it Joe Montana or was it Bill Walsh? I don't know. You, you have to – and it's like, why can't it just be the combination of, oh, crap, we got to deal with all three of them this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Let's take a super quick break when we come back. College football and the way that the NCAA and the Big Ten are making sure that we get Ohio State football in the uh, playoffs once again
2: this year. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up,
3: Goodnight. there's
2: a lot of meetups, ups eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get
3: three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine
2: running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to
3: make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at fuelrewards.com.
2: Make Contact, a collective psychosis is
0: sweeping the nation. We're in the thick of the haze craze, and Elysian is introducing an altered state of IPA. Contact Haze is a tangled chemistry of mild haze, low bitterness, and an explosion of hop aroma. This hazy IPA bursts with notes of bright raspberry, currant, citrus,
4: guava, and passion fruit. Available in six-pack cans in stores and in all Seattle Elysian locations make contact
3: we are the armchair quarterback show your first choice for sports talk live from the first coast
0: the weekends in the fall just got a hell of a lot better Saturday mornings it's Dixie Football Nation 8am to 9am we talk SEC, ACC, the Big Ten, and more. It's the only true Southern football kickoff show on Facebook Live. You don't want to miss it. 8 to 9 Eastern Saturdays, the Armchair Quarterbacks have got you covered all football season long. Welcome back here to the Armchair Quarterbacks. And uh, we just got, it's hard to believe we only have two, well, realistically, one regular season weekend left in college football, but there are going to be some regular season games played next weekend. It's going to be a weird weekend where you're going to have conference championships, and then you're also going to have some games being played throughout different conferences, makeup games, and then also schedule, like the Big Ten has games scheduled. De- depending on how everyone finished, so to speak. So we start with the college football. Plus I also saw something else weird that I didn't realize was going on. And I'm sure when they first set this up, they weren't expecting college football to play into December 19th. So that, and they just didn't change it. But I noticed that next weekend as well, when you got the conference championships, SEC, ACC, uh, you know, all those conference championships and the different college games, there's going to be a double header of the NFL, on, I believe, the NFL Network next week. So that's 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 going to be interesting to see. I would love to see the Nielsen rings to find out what gets bigger ratings. Your NFL game that's probably going to be sitting at 4 o'clock, or I would assume the SEC title game is still going to be on its traditional 4 o'clock slate. So that to me, it'll be you – know, I, I would say the NFL is going to get bigger ratings, but I bet you – I bet you anything, the ratings in the southeast is going to be like it's going to be like this for the conference championship, and this for the NFL, and then all your other major cities, it'll, it'll be the exact opposite. Um, so, man, they they found a way to get Ohio State in. They're, they're going to put Ohio State in the Big Ten championship against Northwestern, which we all know that's a joke. Uh, well, I get. I guess Northwestern has to win this weekend to, to be able to solidify that. Tony, I'll start with you. They will do anything they can to make sure that Ohio state's in that damn thing. Won't they?
4: Yeah, pretty much. I, I just, and you know, I test obviously, a big, you know, Ohio state's the best team in the big 10 based on I test, but you still want to see the schedule play out. You know, I, um, Alabama by I test is easily the best team in the sec, but you don't know week to week. So um, but yeah, it wasn't necessarily a surprising move. Kind of, I think we all kind of thought that the Big Ten was going to um, find a way. It's a shame you don't get to see uh, Michigan and, and Ohio State. I think that's the biggest thing for me. That would have been uh, cool to watch Saturday afternoon. But uh, the, the COVID finally got uh, Coach Harbaugh and uh, Michigan found a way to screw Ohio State. But ultimately, the Big Ten uh, got them off the uh, ledge and into the championship game where they'll throttle uh, Northwestern. Justin,
0: what say you about this ridiculousness? Because I still have a huge problem. I'm going to say it right now, I don't care if Ohio State wins the national Nash- wins the uh, the Big Ten championship. I can't put someone six and zero in the co- in the in the college football playoffs because you have not navigated your way through a season. Right. You've navigated your way through what's essentially what early October in most years. Justin, what say you?
1: Yeah, I I agree. I just wish that. Uh, michigan's withdrawal would have stuck it to ohio state and kept them out i mean that would have been the uh the the true unlying factor that would have been great all off season but uh it didn't happen they changed the rules i get it they need to make money um this is all about money um always has been about money always will be about money when it comes to collegiate sports and football and not having butts in the seats and you trying to figure out how you're gonna make ends meet so i I understand the way they did it. I just, I mean, why didn't you just do it from the beginning and say, why don't we even play these things if you're going to do that and allow it? Why don't we we
0: just look at the rosters in September and say, look, we're going to have a four-team playoff of Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and then we'll decide at the end whether or not we want to put Notre Dame in there or someone else. And, I mean, that's essentially what they're doing. And I don't want to hear, well, they're playing the best, this is this is the same, I guarantee you tomorrow morning on College Game Day, you're going to hear this, this droll on by Kirk Herbstreet about how they're putting the best player, the best team man who's playing the best at the time, blah, 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 look, your conference crapped the bed. And they should have been out there playing when everyone else was out there playing. And you can get up there and cry again in front of national television and talk about the, about the pandemic and how, you know, you, you get strong hurts and strong feels and, you know, lean into the, to the, remember we, he, he did the same thing with the George Floyd, uh, disaster. And at the end, when it's all said and done, I don't want to hear this crap about how. Ohio State's playing the best, they haven't earned their way in. And that's what college football championships have always been about. Mm -hmm. Tony, you know this. Throughout the entire 1990s, there were several years where they they always said Florida State was playing the best in the country at the end Mm -hmm. of the season. Didn't do us any good because we lost a couple of games along the way or, or, or sometimes held back in those days. Sometimes it was one game along the way that would knock you out—a wide ride or whatever the hell it was—and by most people would believe by the end of November they'd be, man, Florida State's one of the best teams in the country. We would dust someone out in the Fiesta Bowl or whatnot. Wouldn't matter. You got to win. You got to win your way in. And so th- that's that's why I, I take it a little personally because I'm like, why are we just handing these 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 playoff chips to people as opposed to making them earn their way in. And teams like Texas A&M are getting screwed. I don't think Florida, Florida gets screwed because I think if Florida beats Alabama and I think if uh, Clemson beats Notre Dame, I believe I just named your four playoff teams, okay? There's no way on God's green earth that you can put – Ohio State in over the SEC champion Florida team or the ACC champion Clemson team. You just can't do it. And then what are you going to punish Florida, excuse me, Alabama and Notre Dame? That's asinine, right? So that's the only way Ohio State gets knocked out. Those two things have to happen. And as much as I hate the Gators, I'm almost pulling for it. I'm almost just because I don't want to see Ohio State in the playoffs.
4: I'm for Bama getting left home, by the way. If we somehow, but they won't. There's no. Hold you, a miracle on You could
0: beat Florida. Could beat Bama by 68 points, and and they're going to come out on that on that Sunday morning and say, eh, well, here's the thing. Their center was banged up, and you know it's just you know it's <laughs> not indicative of whether way they're yes. playing down the stretch. The, B- Bam Bama get Bama gets Bama has more today, and this wouldn't have happened 20 30 years ago. But Bama has more of a pass in college football than Notre Dame has. Yeah. Right. If Notre Dame gets blown out against Clemson, Notre Dame could get left out. But it'll never happen with Alabama.
4: Yeah, which which thinks it's funny if if we do beat Alabama by by sixty-eight, you'll you you might not have me on the show for like six months because I'll be I'll be unbearable. And then they'll beat us by seventy-three in the playoffs anyway. So I'll extend it to
1: twelve if you if you come back (laughs) and still get a little rowdy.
4: If Um, if that scenario
1: happens.
0: if that scenario just, happens, would they just do rematches of the ACC and SEC championship right. game, or would they just mix them up? Yeah, like, do like- it all in,
4: and do it all in Pasadena, where where nobody can go. But I, Justin kind of mentioned it. Um, makes me wish IU would have beat Ohio State, uh, you know, a few weeks ago and hadn't lost a quarterback. But you know, I, I think it's I, I do think it's funny that the Big Ten got all the applause uh, a few months ago from like the Stuart Mandels and the the, the Pat Forties and and all those guys that. Really didn't want to see college football get played at all this year, and then they, uh, you know, the SEC did it wrong. The ACC started too early, but the Big Ten, the Big Ten, they're the ones that did it. That did it right, right? And they're the ones that screwed everything up.
1: You just mentioned the Indiana quarterback. I proposed to you two that had he not been injured. I don't think you see that rule change. Even mm-hmm. with the one loss to Ohio State, I think they got so scared in the Big Ten because Indiana lost their quarterback. But as we saw against Wisconsin, Indiana's next man up. They, they've built a program there. They, they've got some depth. I mean, they they went – I can't remember if it was at home or on the road against Wisconsin. But either way, they crossed across the other side of the division and uh, they got a W against – who well, I mean, was the West. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody else has stepped up over Wisconsin in the last
4: decade. I, I hope that could, coach stays. I got a feeling he's going to be a hot commodity
0: here soon. I mean, as 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 long as we're on the topic of Big Ten, I've, I've said we, we've talked about this for a long time about how they need to mix up the freaking conference, uh, the the divisions. Can we at least put Indiana over in the West? Like we we got to start putting a football school over in the West because right now Northwestern, if they lose, do see what was the head to head. No, it would still be North. So Northwestern is going in no matter what. I was thinking that they had to win, but Northwestern is going in no matter what, because they would be tied at that point with Iowa and they beat Iowa head to head. And before I looked this up, I thought, I thought that they were dead even on wins and losses, but that's it. What they ought to do if I, if Wisconsin beats Iowa, at three and two, they should put Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game just to go ahead. <laughs> Let's just go make this whole thing a fraud. I feel like Purdue belongs in there. They've only played six games, but they were looking really good there for a while.
4: Some of that IE quarterback wasn't Wisconsin missing their quarterback for, for a couple of weeks, too? And- oh, they just
0: got their quarterback back uh, last week.
4: Yeah, I want to say yeah. they just started
1: playing football three weeks ago, didn't they? Yeah, I was right. going to say yeah. they took like off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right, right about the time college basketball played its first game, the Big Ten played their, their first game as well. Yeah. It, oh, in other news, uh, LSU has has uh, opted out of the bowl season, and I, I saw this and I was I couldn't help but laugh. I'm like, you're not bowl eligible. So Florida State—it's just breaking news. Florida State has has withdrawn their name for the college football playoffs because of the pandemic. They're going to sit, they're going to sit home this year. <laughs> we did the right what, thing. What the hell Oxford are we talking League. about? LSU's not going to bowl game. Yeah, we knew that. When, when when LSU got blown out a couple of times, LSU wasn't going to a bowl game.
1: Hey, speaking and I, just before we gloss over, we don't mention it this weekend because normally it's stairs. It has this weekend to spotlight itself. You've got uh, Army Navy this weekend and for the first time since, uh, that'd be world war two. Um, it's going to be played at West point. So, uh, you know, normally it's played in Philadelphia. Right. Uh, they, they, they play it at the Eagle stadium, but, uh, will That's not be this cool. year. It's going to be at West point. So no, it, it's going to get lost. Uh, you know, big powerhouse matchups like Tennessee and Vanderbilt. So, uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be PM honest with
1: you.
0: There's not a whole lot of great games tomorrow. The only other one there's there other than Florida State if they play. But I I, 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 – yeah, I got to see them actually kick the ball off for. I believe they're playing tomorrow. Um, But the only other game on – like I have circled-ish as far as like being a good game to watch would be the uh, North Carolina-Miami game. But I'm kind of interested in that – In that Army-Navy game, to be honest with you, just because I always watch it. What's weird is that it's being – it's not that it's at West Point. is that it doesn't have its own weekend. It's always had its own weekend. Right. And so you put it on. You don't get crazy about it, but you put it on. Usually you have the house to yourself because the wife's out Christmas shopping or whatnot. And you just kind of have it on in the background, and you you might do some other things, but but I always end up watching the fourth quarter, and I and I always try to watch the entrance at the very beginning. You know, you know when they come in, marching in. I wonder how they're going to do it this year. I would think they're going to do something cool because it's at West Point.
1: I'm sure they will still have a lot of the ceremonies uh, since they can facilitate it at West Point. And then you've taken Philadelphia out of the mix, so they'll still have a show. I know the uniforms are going to be awesome. I've seen the sneak yeah. peeks of them; they look sharp, always do
0: it's it's probably yeah. good they didn't put it in Philadelphia and it's all said and done because some of that rioting crap that will be going on I don't think that would that would work over well with the, with the boys and girls in the in that stadium. <laughs> if they start rioting out there. They're going to find out what uh you know, defund the police means real quick. Um North Carolina Miami that game I don't have it in front of me. I can't remember if if that's a 3:30 kickoff or if that's uh, I want to say that's an evening game, but that's that's the big game. It it is three thirty. Okay, so that so that would be the only game mid, midday, other than the big battle between Florida State and Duke. And uh, I don't know why they put Florida State and Duke and Tennessee Vanderbilt all at the same time. I mean, you know, I don't know which one to watch. I'm going to be so excited about both of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they wanted to show the world where not to let your kids go play football right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's an arms race between Can the – Can we games. go back
1: to pay-per-view games where, you know, you have to speculate how your team's doing and that way
4: the world doesn't see how bad we are? I so say that'd be a fun bowl game if, since everyone's allowed to go to a bowl this year. That'd be a fun one. That's
0: a, yeah, uh, that's a hell of an arms race between the ACC and SEC network. Oh, you're going to put Florida State Duke on? We're going to put Tennessee <laughs> Vanderbilt on. Yeah. We're just going to see who watches what.
4: <laughs> Presenting the Tax-Layer Gator Bowl featuring Florida State and Tennessee –
0: a combined four wins as they head into <laughs> January. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's
4: yeah, okay. go, go Navy, obviously for me, but, um, yeah, it's, it's an okay slate. Some robbery games are getting snuck in this weekend, which kind of helps it make it a little bit, a little bit interesting, but, uh, um, it'll be. Uh,
0: it would have been fun to see Ohio State Michigan. I'm not going to lie that, mm-hmm. that would have been, Even though yeah. probably would have been a blowout, I would have liked to have seen a noon kickoff of yeah. that.
4: OU West Virginia, I think, would have been an, an kind of an undercard fun game to watch this weekend too. Um, but um, I'm, I'm yeah, super excited for
0: for, uh, for the the 19th because with the SEC, SEC and ACC championship, that alone is going to make that a great Saturday. But there's a lot mm-hmm. of Actually, pretty good matchups, uh, not just in college football, but then, of course, we've got the two NFL games. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be on overload next Saturday. Did
1: Iowa lose a quarterback this week, either of you know? Just random question. I was just scrolling through point spreads, and I can't figure out why Iowa at home would be an underdog against Chuck Wisconsin, who hadn't scored points in multiple yeah. weeks. Uh, does anybody know off the top of their head? Chuck Long, I think, has like a
4: separated shoulder <laughs> – Thank you, appreciate it. That being the only Iowa quarterback I can name, I don't know. Just very odd that you Iowa at seven, and
0: that one might even went over Justin's head because I think Chuck, I think Chuck Long was long before Justin. Man, Chuck Long was like when me and Tony were toddlers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't you got the reference of my that, silly question?
1: Michaels. But uh, just thought it was something obvious that maybe didn't was he glaring take uh,
0: Iowa dog. out to the Rose Bowl? Chuck long. i think he did I so say, i want to say he played ucla in the rose bowl
4: yeah i think that was his heisman year the, the year before it's funny you mentioned you played that al michaels clip and al michaels called it a, a gator bowl here and i, I didn't go my dad went in. it was like 20 degrees um florida played iowa and, and chuck long was the quarterback florida won the won the game here in jacksonville but um also i think bob suits was a grad assistant at the time and then the other two Stoops brothers were were playing for iowa but um, you mentioned Al Michaels and all you know everything he's done for for broadcasting. He did a ton of college football games too. He had a pretty big uh, imprint on that sport as well.
0: Yeah, he, he, I I saw him on in an interview yesterday with uh, Chris Russo, and the biggest thing I took away from him is that it killed him to uh, have uh, have Major League Baseball taken away from him uh, because yeah. he just he, he just happens to work for a company that doesn't do baseball, and he was really let down. When uh, he signed with NBC, and he was under the impression that NBC was going to going to bring baseball back, and then it never happened. And he said, "Look, he goes, I just think those days are over." And evidently, the last baseball broadcast game that Michaels ever did uh, was the 1995 World Series game. I don't know if it was Game 5 or Game 6. They kept showing Game 5, but then I was wondering, who the hell did Game 6? Why wouldn't Al Michaels be there? Maybe that was a situation back then. I don't remember how that worked, but but maybe the American League was owned by one, in other words, the... the the, uh, the home broadcast for the AL was one network and the home broadcast for the CBS. was. The, I don't think he did game six because I've listened to game six several times because that was the game clincher for the Braves, and I'm pretty sure that that was Sean McDonough for CBS. So, But that was his last – and he made the joke. He said, what would I talk about now if, if they were to bring me back about how Oral Hershizer is one of the top pitchers in the game? He said, you know, yes. I still love to watch it, but it's, it's past – uh, Tony, what, what is your walk-off for the day, sir?
4: I mean, we didn't fully break down the Florida-Tennessee game last Saturday, but uh, it was good to, good to sneak out of Nealon with a with a win. And uh, you, know, you should be it. embarrassed by that 12-point win, by the way. <laughs> so the, I mean, you should I really the, be embarrassed. You're going to get bugged by Alabama. Sc- <laughs> I had the final score nailed until you guys got that cheap touchdown at the end. I, I had the 31-13, and, and you guys scored with a couple minutes left. But uh, Cheap, that's
1: the SEC East leaning. Defense that's oh, gonna God. slow down God. Mac
2: Jones.
4: <laughs> hopefully uh, Alabama by sixty. Hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll just survive this LSU game this week. But uh yeah, there's there's changes coming hopefully on this This on is this their
0: bowl stuff. game now, baby. This is their bowl game. That's <laughs> right.
4: And and I don't know how many guys are gonna travel because they're they're losing guys left and right to the portal or guys quitting and all of a sudden they don't like Edo and, and this, that and the other. But uh I, I was I am hoping I was really hoping this game would get played and the SEC wouldn't do. Uh, wouldn't cancel the the Alabama Arkansas game because I would like to I am curious about that game by the way I think that's a that's kind of one to watch uh, I'll be watching that one at noon once Florida FSU basketball gets over with um, Arkansas Felipe got pulled last week or didn't start or or whatnot and the backup for Arkansas is I think like a four star uh, recruit and he actually played pretty well against Missouri Missouri hit a, a field goal at the end I think to win I'm telling uh, win you before that.
0: it's all said and done Felipe Franks is going to be in someone's bullpen.
4: It might be. I, I, I'll be curious to see where he gets drafted. I mean, he's, he's for football, he's 6'5", and like 240. I know he got picked, uh, I forget who picked him last year. Was it the Red Sox that took him? Yes. Okay, Because they also, they took Driscoll years ago, and um, you know, Driscoll's England, still floating around the league. New England you you got rounds, so you got to pick somebody, I guess.
0: Uh, Justin, I know you got to run to help the toddler out. Oh, what's your walk-off, sir? Uh,
1: I'm going to give my, uh, my three picks. Uh, I'm going to take Tony mentioned Arkansas and Bam. I'm going to take Arkansas plus 32. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're going to sub throughout the game. Uh, I, I think Pittman stays in it engaged the entire thing. I'm going to take Iowa plus two. Um, I think that's too good. Uh, uh, Northwestern, or, or excuse me, Wisconsin has shown they can't score points against anybody, Northwestern, Indiana. Um, I don't know how they're going to all of a sudden uh, do that against Iowa. And my last one, I'll slip over to the uh, – NFL, and I'll take Buffalo minus one and a half against Steelers.
0: Okay. Um, my walk for off- Chuck Long tomorrow. Yeah,
1: my, watch out for that guy.
0: My uh, walk-off for y'all would be I hope they play somewhere at least between 15 to 20 bowl games this year because the teams that aren't going to make the playoffs and even the ones that aren't going to make the group of six – uh, or sorry, New Year's Six. There's there's some pretty good teams, and I I would like to see certain matchups. Iowa mm. being one of them. I like to see what Iowa can do, can do outside the conference. Yeah, I think
4: bowl games will be different this year. I think you're gonna it's not gonna be the week vacation like it usually is. You've, the teams are gonna fly in the day before, stay at a hotel, play that day, and then fly back after the game, kind of like regular season.
0: Right, all right, brother. We'll uh, uh Tony, we'll see you uh Saturday, and Justin, got it. Justin, we'll see you next week, brother. All right, see boys. You guys. We're going to be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks. When we come back, the NFL six-pack is up. And why I'm pissed off at Jay Billis and ESPN again.
2: We're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice.
3: We are the Armchair Quarterback Show. Your first choice for Sports Talk Live from the First Coast. Give me a bottle of your very
0: best. Just start fresh someplace. Someplace else. You know, no job, no family. Just walk away. That's my number one fantasy.
2: Number one fantasy pick, Don. David Johnson. David Johnson. David Johnson. Good. Good. David That's good. That's good.
0: Great. great. Yeah. Make sure to join the Armchair Quarterbacks right here. We'll answer all your questions, pickups, trades, you name it. You want to win your league? Then listen to the Armchair Quarterbacks. And don't be scared to tap that app. Find the Armchair Quarterbacks app today. It's fantasy
2: football time. It's fantasy football time.
0: Top Gun Supply stocks a wide range of firearms, so stop on by at Top Gun Supply at five two five State Road sixteen in St. Augustine. Top Gun Supply is open ten a.m. to six p.m. Monday through Saturday. Top Gun Supply, the friendly gun shop. Tell me quick, and a
2: kick and a hello, 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 go, go.
0: The last segment of the Armchair Quarterback's app, radio show, and Facebook Live. We're talking baseball. We'll be talking pickups, trades, who's hot, who's not, sleepers, and busts. And with that, we'll also be talking how these players perform and what it means to their teams and what to look for. That's the Armchair Quarterback's talking baseball. 930 Eastern, 830 Central. The last segment of the Armchair Quarterback's app, radio show, and Facebook Live. sports is back, and it's time to jump into DraftKings. Go to DraftKings today at DraftKings.com. Golf, NASCAR, soccer, you name it. And, of course, Major League Baseball, Basketball, Hockey, and Football. Go to DraftKings.com and listen to the armchair quarterbacks for DFS advice all year round. back here on the armchair quarterbacks rolling along on a Friday football Friday. Matt Carr is on the way. He'll be with us in just a few minutes, but before uh, he gets here, we're going to do the NFL six pack and we're going to talk about the AFC playoff race as it really is starting to tighten up here down the stretch. But before we get into any of that stuff, we're going to talk about what's
2: grinding my gears today. You know what really grinds my gears? You, you.
0: Okay, are you kidding me with this? Jay Billis and he—I wanted to do this yesterday, but uh, whatever the hell I had going on—food poisoning or whatever hell it was—I uh, had to push it to today. I was watching the Florida State Indiana basketball game Wednesday night and I guess I missed it late Tuesday night when he made his first little declaration that he believes this is Jay Bills of ESPN. Uh, now remember he played for Mike Shashevsky at Duke in the mid-80s. He's been on ESPN forever and he is what they like to call Corona bro just like uh, T- Tony was just talking about Pat Forty. Pat Forty's a Big-time Chrono Bro, just basically doesn't want anything done, wants to shut down the entire country until there is never an illness ever again. And, but yet these guys still want a paycheck. They still want ESPN to pay their their bills, because I'll tell you what, if they shut down college basketball, the first thing I say do is furlough guys like Jay Billis, who bring nothing else to the party, right? You, you could run ESPN without boneheads like Jay Billis. Because all he's talking about is, is, all he's talking about is what? Freaking college basketball? If you're not going to have college basketball being played, I don't need to hear about, you know, for the next eight or nine months about how, what team's going to be good and what team's not going to be good. It, all you'll have left is the NBA draft at that point. And you can put anyone to talk about that. So furlough his ass, fire him, whatever you want to do. And the, yeah, Jay Bill said, I'm going to shut it all down. But here's the problem that I've got with the whole thing is that in that same broadcast, in that same exact broadcast that he said, we should not be playing men's college basketball. It's just, it's, it's too, it's too dangerous. These kids can't be out there playing, even though the kids say that they want to play right they have the option to go home. They have the option. They will not lose any bit of their eligibility. The NCAA has already stated that. This is a throwaway year. So if you're a sophomore now playing for the University of Louisville, you'll be a sophomore next year at Louisville, if if, if so desired. So you can opt out, and there's no repercussions, right? These kids have chosen, and he's pointed out, well, well, they're not home for the for the holidays, they're not home for Thanksgiving or Christmas because if you did that, you would have to shut the teams down when they come back to quarantine. And that part is a little bit on the suck side. I get that, but they've also chosen to do that. And these kids, by the way, if you haven't if you haven't figured this out, these, these kids, they all of them Want to be inv- invested in playing in this sport because they didn't get a chance to finish their season last year. And most of these kids, if they go home for the holidays, they're not going to your house, Jay Billis, a mansion on the hill, right? They're going, most likely, most of these college basketball players, they're going home to poor neighborhoods, inner cities. Some of them are going to slums. And if they get sick by the virus, which is a hell of a lot more of a chance of them getting sick because they're going to be back in their communities, not, not in a bubble like they are right now. If that happens, they're not going to have near the attention from doctors... That they would get if they were on campus. If they're on campus, that is the best case scenario for them. If because if you get hit and you are a college basketball athlete and they they find out you have the coronavirus, you're you're going to get a thousand percent attention right then. There's no one else on campus right now in a lot of these schools, right? So their their facilities would be concentrated on on the athletes themselves. So staying healthy, the best thing they can do is stay where they're at. If they shut it down, they're not going to let them just stay there on campus. Oh, we're not going to play. We're going to hold we're going to punt punt it for a month. Can I stay here at the dorms? No, son, you got to go home. They said they said we're shutting it down, which means we're going to send everybody home so you can't be here on campus by yourself. But wait a minute, I, I where I go if this happens, is terrible. I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah, that's not my concern. That's not Jay Billis' concern. That's not your concern. So that's number one with the bullet. Number two thing is, and this is what got me the most, in the middle of this same broadcast where he's saying, I do not want to see college basketball played, they ran a promo for the NBA. Their uh, preseason is starting this weekend. And they will start playing. I believe on the 22nd. I believe is the first game. So 11 days from now, it's it's a I, I believe it's a Tuesday night. It's traditionally, when the NBA comes back, is on Tuesday. So the 22nd, and then of course, the 25th is going to be their actual, uh, you know, the big day. I I I still think they dropped the ball on that. The NBA is just full of dumbasses. If you're going to start on the 22nd, you should have started on the 25th. Traditionally, in everyone's mind. The National Basketball Association opening day, no matter when they tell you it is in late October, early November, it's it's Christmas night. No average American watches the NBA before Christmas night or Christmas day. They'll have like five games on. But anyways, that's, that's a different story. But in the middle of them running this promo, Jay Billis says, and I quote, because I made sure that, that I uh, wrote it down word for word. Jay Billis says, I can't wait. I'm ready for it. So you don't want men's college basketball being played that you broadcast, but you can't wait for the NBA players who are only a couple, most of them are only a couple years older than than the, than the uh, college athletes. I can't wait. I'm ready for it. You're a hypocrite. That is, that's straight across the board. You're a hypocrite because you're looking at the NBA as I'm a fan. I don't work. I can't wait to watch it. But in the men's college basketball, it's, I don't want to go to work. He's a lazy ass because they don't, they're not even at the ball game. They were talking about, I wasn't sure at first. And then they let the cat out of the bag when Billis and his counterpart were talking about Florida State had those, those fake fan signs, you you know, the cardboard fans. At the games, and you couldn't see him because whatever dumbass put him up, the the backs were to. So you saw where the backs of sides said no, but no, no one knows what 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 fake fan they put up there because they dropped the ball on that. And they were referring to to the fact that I wish they would turn it around. I wish they would turn it around. If they were in the stadium, they they would have been able to figure out who it was. But so they're not even at the ball game. He's doing games from like a Zoom room in his own house. And that's too much to ask during a pandemic from you? You're lazy. You're flat out lazy. You All you do is show up for college basketball four or five months a year and you don't even want to do that? I I used to try to give him a pass because he says some really asinine things over the years, but I always try to give Jay Billis a pass. He has gotten worse and worse over the last two or three years, and that's it. I'm done with him. He is on my you know what, list. Uh, so there, I, I'll end. I'll end that. And I'm sure y'all don't want to hear me rant about that. Or some of y'all might. I don't know. Some of y'all might. I can't wait for McGee to have a stroke one day. He's going to stroke out on the air. And you're probably right. Uh, by By the way, that game itself, the Florida State Indiana game that that was a great basketball game. A great Indiana's got a squad. Florida State won in overtime. My biggest takes away from that game was Scotty Barnes. First of all, the next time he plays, take a look at that kid. If any of y'all watch This Is Us, Scotty Barnes looks like the kid that's dating uh oh, Randall's daughter. If you if if y'all ever get a chance to see the FSU games, and if you watch This Is Us, check out Scotty Barnes. He looks just like Randall's daughter on on the uh, sorry Randall's daughter's boyfriend on This Is Us. Uh, but he hit the game winning shot. Didn't do much else, but I'll tell you who you need to keep it on. I talked about this guy last year and I'm going to give him the nickname. I don't know what it, what I'm sure he has a nickname. People probably think that he reminds him of Zion, et cetera, et cetera. Ra- Ra- gray reminds me of baby of a baby Barkley. He is a baby Barkley. If I ever saw one. He looks uncomfortable behind the three-point line, but, man, he can take it to the hole. He is baby Barkley for me from now on. 12 points, nine rebounds. He is phenomenal. He is fun to watch and polite. He had one dunk that belongs on a poster. If you didn't see that dunk, I'm sure you can probably Google that uh, down the road sometime today. Polite from Florida State uh dunked over an Indiana player on on a transition basket it was I don't do this much where I'm at home watching games by myself a lot of times my wife walks out of the room she does her thing and I told her I said look tonight I actually want to hear the Florida State game I want, I want to check this out because i heard some rumblings about what Jay Billis was yapping about and I was like I want to hear what this dumbass is saying and plus I wanted to hear it was the first college, Basketball game I've actually watched this year. I've had them on, but I haven't watched them. And one of the few times I just yelled a, "Oh God, what the hell!" And I'm sure she's going, "What are What are you? What, what, what's going on there? Because I because I don't I don't do it very often. That dunk was that good. Florida State won the game 67-69, By the way, um, but. That was a great basketball game. Florida State plays Florida tomorrow. That should be a good basketball game. There's other good basketball games. I look. I said it from the jump that I thought college basketball should have waited till after the new year to start. But now that you've started it and you've got them in this bubble, you might as well play games. That's that's where I'm at with it. Sure you you could take you could go home around Christmas. I don't know why they couldn't go home for the Christmas holidays. And then come back two weeks after New Year's, have enough time for everyone to uh, go back into the bubble, et cetera. And, and then you've got the Pfizer Pfizer's uh, uh, vaccine getting approved and Moderna's getting approved next week. So you're going to have a lot of things at, at your disposal in, in mid-January. But to circle back to that one more second, Coach K crying about it, he's only crying about it because he's lost two games at uh, Camden Indoor Arena, and it's always been a very, very easy place for him to win games because the crowd's going crazy. He doesn't have the crowd now, so it has to be mono mono player versus player, and he's over there whining and crying. And I've always liked Coach K, but stop it with the whining and crying. If if you're going to bitch and moan about that, then just opt out of the season, Coach K right? Just, just buy you're whining and crying about what what a sports fans already know. This season's like no other. It's like no other. It was the same way in basketball, hockey, etc. Anyways, moving on from that. Uh, let's go ahead and go into, uh, the AFC wild card race. Matt Carr's on his way. He'll be here in a, in a few minutes. So I want to make sure I get into this because we're going to do the NFC on the other side of the board but the AFC wildcard race has gotten really, really tight, really tight. And what you have right now, so so the way I'm laying this out is obviously the Steelers and the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. They're going to win their divisions. That's a given. So you've got KC and you've got Pittsburgh, and then what you still have hanging in the balance is the AFC South with Tennessee and Indianapolis. You've already got the North side sewed up with Pittsburgh. You've got the West sewn up with Kansas City. The AFC East is still in doubt. Believe it or not, the Dolphins are sitting there at eight and four just below the Bills, who are nine and three, and the Bills get Pittsburgh this weekend. So, you've got the the Dolphins and the Bills, and you've got the Colts and the Titans. But what I did was, I'm just going to assume that the that the Bills and the Dolphin. Oh, sorry, excuse me. The Bills and the Titans will get in the playoffs. And I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. Why I think those two will will definitely get in the playoffs, but those two should get in the playoffs. If you look at the rest of Tennessee's schedule, they get at Jacksonville this weekend. That's never easy. It's a divisional game, but they're the better team. The Lions the weekend after that. Then they've got a tough one on the road Sunday night football. At the Packers, it's going to be cold. And then then they have at the Texans to finish it off. So if they need a W, they play the Texans to finish it off. I believe that is going to get them into the playoffs. One way or the other, where it's the division, which is what they want, obviously, or if it ends up being the wild card. Now, the Bills, they have what I think is a tougher road, but we're just going to concede for argument's sake today that they're going to make the playoffs. They've got the Steelers. At home, they're at the Broncos, they're at the Patriots, and they're at home against the Dolphins. I think that Dolphins, Patri- uh, the Dolphins Bills game is going to come down to who wins the AFC East. I really do. You don't normally see that, but I, I, I really think that's going to happen. So, but let's just assume those four teams are in Tennessee, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh. So now you have three wild cards left. And what I am saying, I'm now eliminating the Patriots at 6-7. and seven. If you think they have a chance in hell, they still have to go to Miami next week. They play the Bills. And if they come out of there with a winning record at 8-7, and seven, then they get to host the Jets at 9-7. and seven. Maybe you can sneak in, but I'm not giving it much of a chance. I'm really not. To get to seven losses for all these other teams, they most of them have to lose out. So I think the, the Patriots are now, they've eliminated themselves last night by losing 24 to three on the road to the Rams. So now it's really, so I had this jotted down. So now I have five teams playing for three spots. And I noticed in an article yesterday, they had it ranked as so they had, in other words, the best chance to make the playoffs. I believe it was ESPN, but I don't know. Don't quote me on that because I, I flip around all these different sites, so it, it might have been CBS or something else. But they had the Browns with the best chance. Then they put the Ravens in. Then they put the Colts in, and then they put the Dolphins in, and then the Raiders in last. And I'm going to tell you why that is asinine and backwards. The Browns all buy. I think the Browns are going to make it. They finish with Baltimore this weekend, or actually Monday night. They're at home against the Giants at the Jets, and then they're going to play a Pittsburgh team that isn't going to give a crap in Week 17. So if you can see that the Jets and the Pittsburgh game are wins, if need be, that takes them to 10-3. and three The worst case scenario would be, I am sorry, eleven and three. I was about to say this, this is making sense. That takes them; they're nine and three right now. Jets and Jets in the Pittsburgh game gives them gives them eleven and three. They play Baltimore this weekend. I think they lose that. Baltimore just tends to have Cleveland's number. They're still eleven and four and they, they they go to the Giants. They could lose that one, but they're still gonna be eleven and five, I believe, go ten and six at the worst case scenario. That's gonna get them a walk, so I'm putting the Browns in for sure. They have the Raiders way down at the bottom. This is why I think this is a huge mistake. The Raiders are underdogs at home to the Colts. I think the Raiders are gonna get that W. I really do they've played questionably the last couple of weeks they're going to get home and they're going to play much better football then they're at home against the chargers they're at home against miami and then they're at denver so they have three home games if they can win two of those that takes them to 9 and 6 and then go to denver i get it denver's not going to be easy but i think they can find a way to 10 and 6 So if they can find a way to 10 and six, I think the Raiders most definitely get in the playoffs. So now we're coming down to two of the last three, and this is where it's going to get hairy because I think the Colts are not going to make it. They're at Vegas, at home against Houston, at Pittsburgh, where they're still going to care, and then they're at home against the Jags. I don't believe the Colts are going to win more than two of those games. That's going to put them at 10-6, and six, and they're going to lose the tiebreaker to the Raiders. So I'm eliminating the Colts. Then we've got the Ravens. The Ravens are the interesting one because I think they win Monday night. If they don't, it becomes really difficult, really hard. I mean, really quick. But if they win against the Browns and then beat the Jacksonville Jaguars at home, and then they host the Giants, which is going to be a great game. But let's say they find a way to win. The Ravens could run the table because then they finish the season off with what the Bengals that that would make them either, either 11 and 5, 10 and 6. So I'm leaning with the Ravens. So now we talk about the Dolphins, who we just assume are going to get in. They've got the Chiefs this week. That's a huge game. If they lose that game, it's going to get really, really hairy. And then they get the Patriots, and then at Vegas, and then at the Bills. I think the Dolphins might be odd man out. But we'll we'll debate that more down the road. We've got to take that break when we come back. Matt Carr is with us, and we're going to be talking some NFC and a whole lot of else. We'll be back in a flash here on the Armchair Quarterbacks.
2: You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio, number one sports station.
0: Good morning. And this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. <laughs> Games of interest in college football, the lines look like this. Friday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, you got the UTEP Miners getting 10.5 at the North Texas Mean Green. 7 o'clock Eastern, Arizona State Sun Devils giving up 11 and a half on the road to their arch rival, the Arizona Wildcats. And at 10 p.m., the Nevada Wolfpack, plus 3.5 at the San Jose State Spartans. Saturday morning gets rolling with the armchair quarterbacks, Dixie Football Nation wake-up show, 8 a.m. Eastern to 9 a.m. Eastern. The action gets rolling at high noon, where the Wake Forest Demon Deacons are getting one on the road at Louisville. Utah plus two at Colorado. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights getting seven and a half at the Maryland Terps. The Golden Gophers of Minnesota plus ten and a half at Nebraska. In America's Cinderella, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, they take their mullets to Troy State. They're giving up 14. The greatest game in all of college football is at 3 o'clock Eastern. The Navy midshipmen renewed their rivalry with the Army Black Knights. Navy plus 7, the over-under is 37. That game can be seen exclusively on CBS. Michigan State Spartans plus 14 at Penn State at 330. And now we switch our focus to the games of interest throughout the Southeast and beyond. Auburn giving up six and a half at Mississippi State. The Alabama Crimson Tide 32 point favorites at Arkansas. Georgia minus 13 at Missouri. Wisconsin minus one at Iowa. And the Miami Hurricanes are a field goal favorite at home against the North Carolina Tar Heels four o'clock the Florida State Seminoles are five point favorites at home against the Duke Blue Devils Tennessee minus 15 at the Vanderbilt Commodores at seven o'clock the Florida Gators minus 23 at home against LSU and the Hokies are giving up two and a half at home against the Virginia Cavaliers while the battle for Tinseltown 730 Eastern Saturday night Southern Cal minus two and a half at the UCLA Bruins. And that's your Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show, CBS Sports Flash. Stay tuned for more of the Armchair Quarterbacks on these CBS affiliates, our Facebook Live, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. Tap that app today. The Armchair Quarterbacks Wake Up Show, the rock and roll of sports talk radio. We get footloose weekday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern, Facebook Live, CBS Sports Radio, and the Armchair Quarterbacks app. You get a whole lot of something
1: with Farmers Policy perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmers Signal app, and that could get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing, full-stop-making lane-change signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with farmers policy
0: perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS.
2: We are farmers. Um, 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 um.
0: We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the school dog in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infidium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly.
4: So how did you two meet? Oh, actually,
0: we met in the gym locker room. Actually, it was in gym class. I I was trying to climb the ropes and uh, Jerry was spotting me. And uh, I kept slipping and burning my thighs. And then finally I slipped and I fell on Jerry's head.
2: (laughs) We've been close ever since. Armchair. Community Access Channel. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. Look. You can stay here in the big leagues and play by the rules, or you can go back to the farm club in Aurora. It's your choice. Yes, and it's the choice of a new generation. I've been
1: hoodwinked. I've been bound Left us dead. Welcome been back to the Quarterbacks. Friday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern.
0: That can only mean one thing. Hide the kids, hide the vibes, it's Card McGee time. Matt Carr, how the hell are you today, sir?
3: Good morning, man. i uh, on time today.
0: Yeah, ish. Ish. <laughs> That's the key. It reminds me, back in our restaurant days together when uh, there was always a server coming What? I've been here the whole time. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, was, I was counting sugar caddies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, you've been triple sat for three and a half <laughs> minutes. Quit it with the lying, <laughs> uh, brother. Oh, brother, where art thou? Uh, we got some stuff to. Before we get into the NFL stuff, I want to talk about the NBA because let's just get let's just get right to it. Who the hell does James Harden think he is, man?
2: This guy. I'm over it.
0: He he's a fantasy basketball you, you know stud and that's about it. He he's a chucker. He's he's just a chucker. That's all he is. He's not a winner. He's not won anywhere he's been. Everywhere he's gone, I think his his counterparts Look, there's a reason why they traded away from OKC in the to begin with, right? Cuz he's just a chucker. And now he's right. demanding to 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 go play with the Nets. I kind of hope he does because I'd like to see that entire dumpster fire just implode on itself. There is no way in a, in a on a team that has James Harden and Kyrie Irving that that doesn't turn into just just a rolling dumpster fire down the road.
3: I hope he I hope he goes to bar, uh, to Brooklyn just because that means Kyrie has to get shipped off again. I would love that.
0: Well, I think he wants to be there as a big three with Kyrie.
3: But they're saying, from what I've read, that he's not going there unless one of them goes.
0: So then, why? Houston, the Houston,
3: Houston wants either Durant or Kyrie.
0: See, I think Houston would be better off getting a third team involved and getting getting a young, developable, a young player that they can develop, right, and get draft picks and clear up cap room and go after someone in the off because they just got John Wall, but that was clearly a cap move, right? There's, right. they're not. I, 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 I think John Wall's at the end of his contract, isn't he?
3: So I'm not sure but I mean it was it was just a lateral move for that me on that right there.
0: Yeah, well I think they took a step down, but I think they did it to clear cap space is is what they did. I, I don't think that had anything to do with uh, them thinking that John Wall's a better player than Russell Westbrook. There's no way in hell.
3: Yeah, John Wall he signed you're right, he probably signed four years ago and then Westbrook just re signed last year. So yeah, it was probably just the money.
0: Let me see if I, I think I found it. He signed a four year, $171 million. Di- That's ridiculous. But we, you talk about robbing someone, uh, including, well, it was all guaranteed 171 million and we'll earn a, let me get you know, some of these damn articles. Uh, no, hell is that Right. If this is right, he still has two years left on his contract at, after this one. <laughs> so it was right? Is that right that he signed just that? He's unrestricted free agent. 20, it feels like he
3: signed two years ago. That's what because I was thinking. It. I
0: thought he had one, if maybe two left. But this is showing, if this is right, of course, I don't know how that <laughs> spot or spot track or whatever they'll. Elmer on. I don't know if this is correct, but I don't know why they would make this up. I, I, I doubt they'd get up that early in the morning just to sabotage our show. Um, <laughs> which you never know. But 2019-2020, last season, was the first year of this contract. Maybe when he signed, that was an ex- an extension. Because I, felt like, I felt like when he signed that, the... The, that was two or three years ago, and and then he got hurt. And it's like man, I feel like he never. So that that must have been an extension. So, well,
3: I mean, did you? Paul George got a hundred ninety million extension.
0: So what I'm looking at here is he's owed forty one million dollars this year, forty four next year, and forty seven the year after. Twenty two is a player option. So after next year, he, he could opt out. Why the hell would you? You're John Wall. and You're making forty. For by by then he'll be 31, 32 years old. I don't have his he's he's 30 right now, but I I don't I don't have his actual birthday. But anyways, you make that move, you're doing it obviously to build something for the future. And I wanna say Oh, I know the one that I saw that to me makes a little sense. Because you save money, you get rid of Harden. And I I would want a little more for him, but, th- but they were talking about Ben Simmons going to Houston for James Harden, and then there would be picks involved. But but you clear money off the cap, you gain yeah, you
2: Ben,
0: you gain Ben Simmons, which who I think could be better elsewhere, right? I'm not saying he's going to be a top ten player, but he he can yeah. be a, a good player. So you would have, Hart, excuse me, you have Simmons, you would have Wall, you would gain draft picks, but the big thing is you would gain cap space to be able to bring someone else in,
3: right? And get and get, get a couple of years on youth,
0: too. Right. That's the move I would make. I don't know if I... With Brooklyn, they've got some pieces you might want, but realistically, you're just moving Harden to get them the hell out of there and, and get draft picks.
3: But I think I, Ben Simmons would be better elsewhere as well.
0: I don't know why they would want Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't want him. And you're not getting Kevin Durant. No. Dude, if you're the Nets and you trade Kevin Durant for Harden, what the hell did you just trade? Yeah. What was the point of paying Kevin uh, Kevin Durant $40 million, whatever the hell it was, to not play last, last year? You were all <laughs> right. in and invested on Kevin Durant. There's no way in God's green earth I'm trading. I will I will yeah. die on that hill. Other, I'm not I'm not trading him. I'm like no 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 no. Yeah.
2: We're go gonna down that
0: ship. seven all stars. No, because I just paid this guy forty million dollars just to sit on his ass and, and and bitch on Twitter. That's no 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 no. He's playing for the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna resurrect a statue of him one day. It's either gonna be a, it's either okay. gonna be because of his greatness or a reminder of don't do this again. But no. right. Anyways, we'll move on from that. Um, are you excited for the draft tomorrow? The our our NBA, uh, mm-hmm. fantasy draft.
3: I'm interested in it. I did me a mock. Uh, I'm excited for it. I have two tomorrow. I have one at the first thing in the morning, and one at night on ESPN with my other group of Austin Nelson and all those other people I'm in with. Yeah, he. So it'll he, be. A,
0: he he never joins, so I, I had to move on. He said he wanted to play, but he never joins. So I had to move on. Yeah, so um, that's kind of part for the course. With uh, no, I'm excited balls.
3: about it, man. Uh, I've, NBA's kind of been a joke anyway, so why don't I just do it all on computer?
0: <laughs> right. Are you excited about the fact that you're finally gonna uh, lose your uh, virginity, so to speak? You're gonna do your first uh, auction draft.
3: Like I, it's it's gonna be different, but I mean. I feel like an old man when I'm like I fear change, but uh, I mean I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you this: without the auction, I, th- I think NBA drafts would be extremely boring. Yeah, because you're just well, you're snake drafting, and there's only seven players anyone really wants, right? So it don't matter.
3: There's not a draft order, right?
0: Or is it? No. Well, there's a mock draft order. There's a uh, what do you call it? nomination order, but that doesn't mean anything. right. It just means that. At the beginning, you will – let's say you're the first one and you decide to put Harden or Westbrook or whoever the hell you want to put out there uh, on your first pick. That just means that's, that's who's getting drafted first. There's more strategy to that in, I would say, baseball and football drafts. It's not as much strategy with basketball drafts because the depth isn't there in the draft, right?
3: So Pretty much if you're nominating, you're nominating somebody you want
0: or someone that you want to see how high they can go, you you might have a ceiling for it because I'll do it all the time. I'll nominate a guy and go, I'll take him, but I'm not taking him over this much. And then right. if he gets taken, okay, at least I get him out of my way, right? right? At least I say, okay. So, And there are some people that will purposely nominate guys that they don't want, right? That, right. And, and, I mean, I've done that, but like I said, that's really more on a deeper draft in like baseball and football. Like I'll like I'll draft a, I'll I'll nominate a pitcher that I think is overrated, and I want to get him off the board, get him out of the way, and, and make people spend some money. Right, and watch people spend some money. It can backfire sometimes because sometimes you get stuck with them because you're over there <laughs> you're, you're trying to up the ante, and next thing you know, everyone goes, I, well he sucks. I don't really want him, and you're like, you're like, well, no, I, no, what are you doing, up? no. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do the college, the college football kickoff show tomorrow, and then it'll sh- start right after. What I'm thinking about doing is leaving the Zoom open, because uh, you and Angelo will, are, will already be on, and invite other guys in to to Zoom as we draft. If it, if you're interested in that,
3: um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going I'm I'm literally going from one side of the table to another, right. <laughs> So just make sure
0: that you get like a second device is is basically what I'm saying so that you can still zoom, but you can draft.
3: Yeah. I'm going, well, see, actually just, she just has, she's been working from home the last couple of days due to certain events. Mm -hmm. So uh, she has her her office set up at home. So usually where I do my show at is in my dining room. Right. So I'll be going from here, other side of the table to the computer set up. Gotcha. So,
0: so. But yeah that's what I'm thinking about doing if if enough people are interested is I'll just keep that zoom open and then add them in uh as the because the, the drafts fifteen minutes after the show ends so I, I I'm gonna try to end the show at a hard nine am eastern so we have a few minutes to you know get something to drink or whatnot and yeah you because know, a lot of times I, on on that Dixie football nation we roll over an extra ten minutes or whatever um but anyway
3: I've been yeah, drinking i most, I've been drinking Moses in a while.
0: What, what, what I, I thought about making it a keeper, but I wanted to make sure that everybody enjoyed it year one. And then maybe we do a keeper next year. Right. Cause I want to make sure that we get eight guys, 10 guys, however many that we were able to get that they actually want to do this long-term because the worst thing to do is to start a keeper league. And then year two, half the teams, half the league's gone. And guys are like yeah, well, guys. Well, like, I don't want to keep Ben Simmons. You keep Ben.
3: Simmons. And that's like and, and our other one we're doing tomorrow. It's a keeper, and I think eight or all but one person's in it from the year before. So
0: yeah, that's that's why I picked the people I picked. Is that I, I believe these are people that will play again next year. So
3: I mean, we've uh, been we, me and you, We've been we've had that same crockett league for fourteen years. That's mm-hmm. when I first started. It was in I got 06.
0: screwed in that deal too, man. I don't know when they changed the uh, the the default for tiebreakers, but they went to like division records, which is just dumb as hell when you're talking about fantasy football. Usually, the the default tiebreaker is a point scored because it's right. it's a good litmus test. Doesn't matter who you played, how many points did your team score? I scored the most points in my division. I ended up tied with PJ. He won because he played one more division game than I did.
3: And well, I had the third most points, period, overall. I missed the playoffs, so I don't hear your yo, shenanigans. But
0: if you didn't – okay, but that's different if, if it was rotisserie scoringly. I'm talking about when there's a tiebreaker to yeah. decide who who makes – you know, who, who gets the higher seat. It should be the points, and it's always been that, but I guess they changed their default, and anyways, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not worried <laughs> about it because I got to figure – if I'm struggling that hard to 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 get the buy my team's probably not that good to begin with and it really isn't like that's one of my worst teams that I have um I did make the playoffs in twenty six of twenty seven leagues so I, I am of course you know <laughs> you know what's gonna happen I'm gonna stew all off season about that one damn league I didn't get in <laughs> right. and it was my fault because I didn't pay attention to it until week six but anyways uh the NFC playoff race um yeah so Last night I started I jotting down teams of who had a chance and I got, I got it all the way out to eight teams are still in the hunt.
2: I, and I did not four. realize
0: that it was realistic for that to happen because I have to assume that we're already putting the saints and Packers in, right? And we're already putting the winner of the Washington giants in, Okay, I don't think they're, they're, they can both get in. In theory, uh-huh. one of them could make the wild card. Let, let's say both of them run the table and go nine and seven. That's a possibility, but that's not likely, right? So that's how I have it right now. Is that you're going to get the the giant? Excuse me. You're you're going to get the winner of the Giants Redskins in. You're going to get Green Bay in, and you're going to get New Orleans in. Also, with that being said, the Rams just won last night, and the Seahawks are going to play the Jets this weekend. So let's just say that they're they're both going to be nine and four by the end of the weekend, right? I th- yeah. I feel like b- one both they're both going to get in. One's going to win the division, and one's going to get a wild card, right? So what we're really talking about is the race for you've got one, two three, four, five slots already taken. There's still two left in the NFC. And this is how I have a cutoff. If you have seven, if you have more than seven losses, I extend you out the door. If there weren't three teams sitting at seven losses, I would have said six. And, And I would say it's a, it's a race between Tampa Bay, Minnesota and Arizona to get two spots. Right. Yeah. But the fact that there's three teams at five and seven, one of them could get hot. It's happened in the past. So you got the Bears, you got the Lions, and you got the 49ers. This is what you have with Tampa Bay. They've got five losses. They're at home against Minnesota. They're at Atlanta. They're at Detroit and they're home against Atlanta.
3: Yeah, and I have them going 11-5. and five.
0: I think they're going to lose at least one because it's very, very difficult to beat a division rival Twice in three weeks. It doesn't matter how good or how bad. And honestly, Atlanta is not a bad team. They are just right. The Minnesota just, game is going to be huge huh. for them this weekend because if they lose to Minnesota, not only would they be tied with Minnesota at six losses, but now Minnesota would have the tiebreaker. Yeah, I contend to I Minnesota. I didn't go all the way out to eight. I
3: went to my final four. But uh, I, I yeah, I can get I can get six with you. Say that again. I said, I said I didn't go down to like the eight. I just went to my final four in the playoffs. Uh, but I could give you my top six if you're well. Who well three.
0: who do you have making the playoffs? Let's approach it that way.
3: Uh, I have the I have Washington out of the NFC East, and that's the only team out of the East. By the uh, way, Green
0: I, I say the Giants win that division. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, Green Bay Packers, Saints, Bucks, Rams, Hawks,
0: Green Bay, Saints, Redskins, Rams, Seahawks, and then you get the Bucks. And then who, who, who was the last one? I, I didn't catch that. Uh,
3: I did Ram Seahawks, Saints, Bucks, Green Bay, Minnesota, and then, uh, Redskins are the Washington football team.
0: Is that seven teams? Yeah. I'm I'm missing one here because I I I hear Packers, I hear Saints, I hear Redskins, I hear Rams. How, how, how many how many do I need? Do I need
3: seven? Yes. All right,
0: I got I got the Redskins. Division winners Look, let's go ahead and say Redskins, Green Bay, and New Orleans are division winners. Okay, I got it, right? Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and say the Rams are division winners because they're at least gonna make the playoffs. Got it. Who were your Minnesota three? and the Minnesota and the Bucks. Minnesota Bucks and Seahawks. Yeah. Even though Minnesota and the Bucks play this weekend. Yes. Okay. So you think Minnesota's gonna beat the Bucks then?
3: No, I think I think the Bucs went out and then Minnesota wins after that. After that week.
0: Even though they play Chicago and at New Orleans the next two weeks.
3: Chicago's a terrible football team, and the Saints have that won't be playing uh, we we'll probably already rent uh, will probably already clinch the number one seed.
0: You think they'll have the number one sing- clinch by week sixteen?
3: I think so because they're ten and two. Green Bay is nine and
0: three. Yeah, they so, would. I mean, to, I don't know. They would have to. Uh, Green Bay's going to have to lose a game, and Saints are going to have to win out. That's gonna, that's going to be tough. I think I think the games will still matter until week seventeen. Um, hell, they might even matter come week seventeen. To be honest, with I hope them. they do. It makes
3: it more fun for gambling.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's this is why I've been a proponent of this for years, and everyone always told me no sevens too many. I'm like, no, it's the perfect number. Go on and just make it eight. Go because if everybody makes look, if if there's no reward to having the best record, then once again you'll have people, uh, you know, packing it in. The whole point is to reward a bye week, but the the Saints will finish off with what do I have here? Oh, man, you've lost your brain. They're at the Eagles at home against the Chiefs. I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think they'll beat the Eagles, but... did Who's your 17? Who's your last in? Okay, so I'm going to say Rams and Seahawks, obviously. Look, I've been on the Tampa Bay bandwagon all year long. I can't back off from now, but I'm concerned. Because if they lose this game against Minnesota, which they shouldn't because they're coming off a bye week and it's at home, they should win this game. I've got to put Tampa Bay in. And then there's two more teams left. I'm going to say they've got a rough stretch. I've wanted Arizona in all this time. But they really have a rough stretch. Um,
3: I want Arizona in just because so many people gave them crap for hiring Kingsbury because he was a white guy. I want them to succeed. Well, no, it, was,
0: it wasn't that. It was because he had a losing record in college.
3: Well, I know, I know it's fine, but, yeah, but the whole thing came back to a race every single time.
0: I guess. I don't remember that. What I remembered was this guy couldn't win it in college, and his quarterback was some kid named Mahomes. Uh, he, he he couldn't win in college. You know, what the hell is he going to do in the NFL? But, he, look, he's done a good job so far. Yeah. they got to go to the Giants. That's a winner – they go to the Giants, they're at home against Philly, they're at home against San Fran, and then they're at the Rams. Now, the Rams might have packed it in. by way- I'm going to put Arizona in. I'm going to put Tampa in, and then I guess that's it, right? So I've got the Rams in for the west. I've got the Giants in for the east, Green Bay, New Orleans, and then obviously, you know, Rams and Seahawks out west. So I'm going to put Tampa Bay, and I I guess I'll put Arizona in, but I I'm – I'm losing confidence in Arizona because I've got a funny feeling they're going to lose this weekend to New York, but I do believe they'll beat Philly. And so that San Fran game might be the game that decides it because San Fran gets Washington at home this week. That game's huge for people who don't realize that that game is huge. You don't realize two teams at five and seven is a big deal. That game's (laughs) huge because whoever wins gets stuck behind the eight ball. And then San Fran plays uh, Dallas the next week. They should they should get that win, right? They should yeah. absolutely get that. I mean, win. yeah, in theory. So they'll.
3: So we have the we have the same six. We just we're, me and you are different on the seven. Well, no, I've got yeah
4: yeah. Oh, you got the Giants. Yeah. that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I got the Giants. Um, we, we might have to put a gentleman's six pack on on that on the. Uh, I
3: already owe you a six pack, but yeah, we'll do it again. We'll double up.
0: Okay, um, we'll, we'll we'll double up, and as opposed to having to pay the shipping fee, how about we just PayPal each other, you know, like you know, ten, fifteen bucks or whatever, right? I got it. Yeah, do you remember what our other bill was for? I I don't, but whoa, <laughs> I think you might have already had a six pack. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Go. I do. I, but I do remember us making a bet. I, I just don't remember what it was. You were, you said, and I forgot the
3: bet, but I know you won it. But it was pretty much something that the Marlins will be right up there in the playoff hunt. And I laughed and scoffed.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I said, I said that the Marlins would make the playoffs once they expanded it to, uh, they expanded it to eight teams in each league. Yes. I remember that well, They expanded
3: to twenty four teams, yeah. four
0: hundred sixty two teams are getting in. But <laughs> oh, they're the Marlins; they ain't gonna make it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had the, I had the numbers. <laughs> yeah. They're they're gonna opt out, uh, just like LSU's opting out of bowl games. I don't know if you call that an hour one. They're they're opting out of a bowl game. I'm like, you're three and five, and i about to get the crap kicked out of you at Florida. You, you're not eligible for a bowl game. What the hell are we talking about here? Yeah, I
3: did you But did you see? how it's like they're 3-5, and and uh, they're like, but you don't have to have six wins. You can still get invited. I'm like, you're
0: done, son. Well, I hope there's about 15 to 20 bowl games played, and then we don't need more than that this year. Because I want to see teams get – teams like the Chanticleers and BYU get rewarded for good seasons. But in a year where you can't go to games, there's no reason to have MTSU versus Southern in the Detroit who gives a crap bowl, right? Right. So, um but before you have to run, let's do our stupid stock tips of the week. Did you jump in on any of the Airbnb?
3: No, I I watched I was kept watching it yesterday and then finally as soon as I, as soon as I, I got I was like refreshing as many of you were talking and then all of a sudden it was like one sixty or one fifty, whatever it was. So yeah, I did well, not.
0: It, it it so you you'd have to be a day trader to buy it at the jump. Which is this, this? These are the benefits of being a day trader: is that you can buy it. You could have bought it at sixty-eight bucks, right? Right. And then by the time it opened to the public, the you you know the wee little guys like us, it was uh, one forty-six. I think is where it started. Yeah. Something and it like that. shot up as high as one sixty-four, and then it sold off. Which is this is what happens. The day traders buy in early. They wait for it to shoot up, and then they sell off. They make twice their money, sometimes more. They sell off, and then they wait for it to drop back down again. And I'm noticing this morning as it's opening up, it's shooting out the gates again. So it's now it's normal 146 where it was. It'll be interesting to see what it does. I bought a couple of them. I didn't go crazy, but I, I'm, I did it more on wanting to know in the future, what I should do. Cause I've never really bought in on the IPO day. Right? I, right. I found out about Fubo Fubo didn't get all this, this big groundswell. So when I bought in on Fubo, I bought that when hardly anyone was paying attention to it. It was still like $10 a share. Um, right. What are the, that's what I did
3: with DraftKings. Like DraftKings went public on fr- Friday and that's when I, and I started trading on Monday.
0: Yeah, I remember you, you're the one that told me about it. I didn't, I I didn't even, I was just starting to dabble in with this full time. And, uh, I wish I could have gotten it It, it, originally. It was like 10 bucks a share.
3: It was 10 bucks. I think, but I think it's kind of like you were saying so It was like 10 bucks when I think it opened at 20. Yeah. It was 10 bucks at a day trading, I guess. And then when it went live, live, it was 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's starting out now where it's already jumped up to 148. Now we'll see what happens. This could right. be the people coming in late going, oh no, and then we get a big sell-off again. But I think the stability of Airbnb is there. I am right. not buying DoorDash. Yeah. People are they they went insane on DoorDash. DoorDash opened it higher than this. Yeah, I, think I
3: mean, DoorDash is only so big because of the Uber factor with it.
0: Yeah, DoorDash. Is not sustainable. Right. When we're getting all of these vaccines in the next few weeks, right, to start, and then the public will have it somewhere in early 2021.
3: Yeah, man, you say that, but I work with a lot of these, I, I'm not anymore, but like I used to work with some hipster, you know, people, whatever. They loved it. Like they, they would order something from two doors down.
0: Okay, I get that, it. but I'm telling you, that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable right. in. What made it sustainable were the big markets like New York city and whatnot. And I'm telling you once, once the pandemic gets lifted, it's, it's going to become vacant. It's just like Uber is super, super big in the, uh, in the major metropolitan cities. They're, they're not as big in, in cities like, you know, like where you and I live. Right. Right. People use them but it's it doesn't it doesn't fund the money. But DoorDash is going to be unsustainable and I'll tell you why. The more you use it, the more you'll hate it.
3: People, I I've not used that. we had a gift card and it was like it was 20 25 bucks or whatever it was we got and like all the fees and everything were like 25 bucks.
4: What
0: what's the name of their competitor? Their big competitor. I forget the name. Anyways, it's not a point of the story. Yeah, Uber Eats. Yeah, but there's another one before DoorDash. There was something called something else, and it's 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 a train wreck. They will I know this from being in the business and watching this happen. One driver will go pick up five five right. orders at five different restaurants. So if you happen to be the last the the first one that got picked up, let's say you you ordered something from Chick fil A, and then they go to four of the restaurants, and then he goes and then he and then he goes on his route to drop the food off. Right. Right. You can also be the last person to get your food. Right. And, and that happens a lot. And the reason why I know this is we were finding this out. This is when when when, when I was running the pizza joint here in Jacksonville. Their, their pizzas don't travel very well at all. They're actually crap. But what we would get was there's a big complaint about your pizza. Well, what time did they get it? They got it at 7.42 p.m. Well, we gave it to the guy at like six thirty. What the hell happened? So <laughs> right. we would call the guy and say, "Well, you were my first pickup, and then I went to this place, this place, this place, and then they they were the last one on my routes. The way it's designed, and like, so you pick it up, and then an hour and ten or hour and twelve minutes later, you drop it off, and we're getting bitched at for for that. So what ends up happening is we ended up pulling the plug on on uh, doing that. We we no longer allowed. The, the Uber Eats and all of them to to uh, right. pick stuff up because we're like you're you're hurting our name in the end and I'm telling you it's not sustainable but Airbnb is sustainable because now that it's opening up you talk about all the hipster doofuses and everything. Right. What do you think the first thing is they they do people below the age of 55 when they say I want to go to another city and and vacation. We don't go I'm sure you do the same thing. We don't go and check out the local hotels anymore. We jump on Airbnb or one of their competitors.
3: Yeah, yeah, you know, sixty forty, but
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, when we started talking about going to Nashville this coming, was it Labor Day in twenty twenty one? The first thing my wife did was went and jumped on on Airbnb and you know HomeAway and all those because. Yeah. It's it's more fun to be in in that kind of environment than going a to house. a house. They had going to a stuffy hotel, and you have to deal with all their junk and you know all their regulations and you know. It feels more like you're you're on a vacation when you're at when you're at a house, if it's done right, as opposed to going to a hotel. So that's that's why I think Airbnb's sustainable long term, whereas I don't think um, I think DoorDash is going to. Vault, and then I would I would sell it short like a son of a gun. I think if you try to sell Airbnb short, you're gonna be in trouble. What are your NFL picks? I know you got to run.
3: Um, I got the Steelers over the Bills.
0: So what's the line? Uh, sorry, plus two. Isn't it strange that they're underdogs?
3: Yes, it is. I don't understand that. Um, I got the Browns plus two versus Baltimore.
0: Ooh, gutsy. I like it.
3: Yeah, yeah. my third one you're going to like. Well, no, you're going to make fun of me. Uh, Dolphins plus seven over Kansas City. Woo.
0: I do like that one. I would like it more if uh, the beard was playing. I'm still yeah. not convinced that Tua is ready for that kind of uh, – that Kansas City defense brings the heat. They get burned from time yeah. to time, but I could see – that being a great game, but I could also see him making some boneheaded picks. Um, real quick, I'll throw you—I'll throw you mine out because I didn't—I I didn't do my picks last last hour. I kind of got on the rant of how I hate Jay Billis. Now, um, <laughs> you want to—you might want to listen to that replay. I black out around minute thirty-eight and just really go on a tear. Uh, uh, I'm going to take the Jags. This is my NFL six pack. I'm going to take the Jags. Titans, 52 is the over. I think I think that's a high-scoring game on both sides. Seahawks' team total is 30 points. Seahawks are going to score over 30 against the Jets after losing to the Giants last week. I think they're going to pour it on them. The Steelers' Bills combined over five and a half touchdowns. Give me the over. Raiders plus three at home against the Colts. I think they get the W. I took the Steelers as well. I, I had it at plus one and a half last night. I just, I think they're underestimating Mike Tomlin after a loss, right? And Baltimore minus two and a half. I think Baltimore is going to beat the Browns. Really? I think they're going to beat them like they own money. That's
3: that's. Uh, um. Two beat- two things. My stock is P uh, Palantir P L T R. Uh, still sticking with that. Uh huh. And then did you hear – my walk-off is going to be – did you hear Baker Mayfield quote Dwight from The Office?
0: Yes. (laughs) He didn't do it very well, and he didn't – if he would have done it word for word, I think more people would have realized what he was doing, but yes.
3: (laughs) I didn't hear it. I just read it, and I thought it was hilarious.
0: Yeah, he – just. well, he – he didn't do it word for word, but he did a pretty good, I mean, it was, it was funny to say, I think he's a few years too late on it, but, but still, yes. It's funny how a lot of, a lot of people didn't get it. They, they had no idea what he was doing. I'm like, what are we
3: doing? I say, I like Baker Mayfield, man. I, and when I read that he did that, I was like, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> I like his commercials. Um, yeah, I don't like for some of the stuff I've read about him, but his commercials, this year have gotten better and better, and I keep laughing. I've had to rewind them and bring the wife and go, w- watch this. I mean, like The deep-fried the turkey? The deep-fried turkey's good. Have you seen the new one where, of course, they're treating like the stadium's their house, right? Right. And the and him and the wife are leaving to go to dinner or something. Yeah, the security, he, security check. And he's got to keep going through the security check because she's forgotten her phone <laughs> charge or everything like that. That's – that's some funny stuff right there. I, I, well, like the I, mean, I like them
3: all. Like you said, he's like, when he said, like, when well, the rain's coming, he's like, protect the furniture. He's like, furniture? <laughs> <You need>
0: the <laughs> seats? <laughs> yeah. It'll go twice as fast if you help me. <laughs> <laughs> the guys looking around. Yeah, I mean, those are absolutely great. I like the ones with him and her because it's, it's funny because with the deep fried turkey, when he hands her, whatever the hell he hands her, like a couple uh, of biscuits the, or whatever. The rolls. Yeah. He <laughs> He said, give this to them. I'm like, it's it's hot, this ought to hold him for a while. Yeah, there's thousands of people out there, and he's got one turkey and a few crescent rolls. Yeah, that's that's some funny stuff. Uh, what's your walk off for the day, sir?
3: Walk off will be looking forward to the draft tomorrow. Uh, interested in to see how much mockery I will be made of for my first one, but uh, there's no Ian Snell or Jake Peavy, so I feel pretty solid.
0: Yeah, I, fi- I figure you'll put $180 in on uh, on a Tatum. I figure I-, I can jack that up on you. <laughs> Just keep launching Tatum up to where... Hey,
3: as, long- as long as I get five for a dollar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to keep on keeping on with that. I- There's going to be a couple of guys in there that... I know who their favorite basketball teams are, and I'm going to be interested to see how much they're willing to pay for certain players. I'm all about winning, so I, you know, I, you know, I, I don't earmark anybody. There's a couple that I'm, I do not want that son of a gun on my team, but, um, right, mainly because I, I don't trust them in fantasy. All right, brother. Well, we'll see you tomorrow morning for the kickoff show, and uh, <laughs> looking forward to that uh, NBA draft. It get, it gives all me right, a reason man. to watch the draft too. Like that was the big thing. All right. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to set you up for the armchair quarterbacks. Weekend watch is there's a lot to watch on this coming weekend. And you might not know about some of the games that are going on. So we'll be back in a flash with that.
2: If the two of you got through 2020 together, you can get through anything. This holiday, make it official with a stunning engagement ring from Shane company, create your unique ring in three easy steps. Simply pick a setting, choose a natural diamond, ruby, or sapphire center stone, then add your own touch, like a decorative crown or a personal engraving. Here's another option. Select one of our perfectly preset engagement rings. Each of these rings is already set with the shape and size center stone that our designers envision, which means that your ring will be perfect. Because our quality standards are the highest in the industry, we're able to guarantee your ring for free for life. This year and every year after, we'll be here for you. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and ShaneCo.com. Open weekdays 10 till 8, Saturday 10 till 5, and Sunday noon till 5.
4: Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is, learn how to play the acoustic guitar, and I guess get a puka shell necklace. Do a makeup tutorial but realize halfway, contouring is hard, and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery
1: delivery, now with Prime. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he
0: started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking
2: for. And done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called myhealthpolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face. And done.
0: Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area,
2: including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.
0: Cha-cha now, yo. Cha-cha again. You're
1: listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Clap your hands.
2: It must be true, cause I heard it on the radio It must be true, it must be true Armchair. Sure. radio. I don't
0: care if Monday's black Tuesday, Wednesday, hard to time Thursday, never looking back It's Friday, I'm in love Welcome back here to the armchair Quarterbacks We are uh... Friday morning, getting ready for what I think is going to be a good, fun weekend of sports. Uh, You might have to look for it a little bit, just a little bit, but there's going to be some really good games on this weekend. Before I mention any of them, the one that I must circle, uh, just look, without a doubt, if you've never watched it, you're robbing yourself. We'll go ahead and start with the uh, little music there to to get you rolling there. Um, The Weekend Watch begins and ends with the Army Navy game, 3 p.m. on CBS. The pageantry of it all is what you really want to watch. I think it's a shame they couldn't find a way to give it its own day. I really think they should have done that. I think if nothing else, they should have possibly thought about doing this the day after Christmas. December 26th. There's no college football being played that day. Maybe they didn't want to do it that close to Christmas. Maybe you do it somewhere else along the line, but I, I wish they would have found a way to give it its own day. Even if you would have said, look, because it's going to be in West Point, we're going to, we're not worried about fans in the stands. So we're going to play this game early. And we don't, we would appreciate all the other networks to not put anything else on as far as college football goes. So maybe do it next Sun next Saturday. I think I would have liked to have seen that and do it at like a noon kickoff. And then all the other ball games that they can put in there, all the meaningless games that you want to do. Give them at least an hour ahead start. That's all I'm saying. But that's that's where it begins and ends to me, is the uh, the Army-Navy game, three o'clock tomorrow. So let's do this chronologically outside of that because I wanted to make sure I got that one. The first one would be, let's jump off with tonight. Tonight you've got a good college football game, and if you don't know, you better ask somebody because this ought to be, look, it's still a rivalry game. And this is for people who don't understand that there are rivalries outside their conference. Right, your SEC fans, your ACC fans, whoever, wherever you live. Let's say you live in Florida or whatnot. There are rivalries all up and down the college football landscape, and tonight it's Arizona versus Arizona State. I have grown to really like this game over the years. There have been some great upsets over the years. Currently, Arizona State is 11.5 point favorite. Arizona's really bad this year, but it's being played in Tucson, so Arizona, you just never know. Of course, the fighting Herm Edwards, I am a Herm Edwards fan. I think all in all, he's just a great guy, and no matter what you like, no matter whether you liked what he said or not said over the last several months about certain issues, um, I think. Herm Edwards is a class act, and I, I I continue to to root for him. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. I really am. Um, the The game kicks off at seven o'clock, by the way, and it's really the only game worth watching as far as football wise. Uh, you do have some some men's basketball tonight, though. Number seven. I'm sorry. Number eight Creighton is at home against Nebraska. That game's at 7 p.m. And Villanova, I believe, I believe Villanova is ranked in. I want to say Villanova is ranked. Yes, ninth. I was thinking eighth. But they're ninth. They're at Georgetown. That's still a rivalry. Georgetown's terrible. Georgetown is terrible. And. I hate to say it but ewing's just not getting it done but georgetown villanova is still a rivalry tonight iowa state iowa that's usually a pretty good basketball rivalry that's at nine o'clock as well i believe that yes that's on the big 10 network uh by the way real quick if you missed it last night san diego state number 24 in the country they beat arizona state on the road 80 to 68 so i want to make sure that everyone knew about that because that game Flew under the radar with all the with all the basketball that was played, and then of course uh, Pittsburgh got the W against Georgia Tech in uh, ACC football. So that's Friday night tomorrow, eleven AM Eastern. Um, I want to say it's yes, it's on ESPNU. Florida undefeated. Is that undefeated Florida State? Florida State is ranked number twenty in the country. Florida is undefeated. Florida's had some good wins so far. They've beaten Army. Boston College, which is nothing to sneeze at, and they put a pounding on Stetson, so that should be a really good matchup. Eleven a.m. Eastern, so that's that's an hour before football uh, kicks off. I'm excited about that. Um, by the way, there there is some some news that broke that SEC and ESPN uh, strike another ten year deal starting in 2024. So they'll uh, SEC and ESPN will be partners for the next 15 years, bare minimum is the short on that. At noon tomorrow, college football, Georgia, Missouri. Believe it or not, that's a battle of top 25 teams. It's on the road. I think Georgia's going to have a hard time getting out of there with the W. I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think. Georgia's getting some growing pains going. That game should be uh, a lot of fun. To watch. Oh, by the way, 1230. If you're looking for a good basketball game on the SEC network, Cincinnati and uh Tennessee, number 12, Tennessee, are playing at 1230. So that's actually a pretty decent basketball game. I'm surprised that they're playing games against uh on 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 today, but we all know how these schedules worked and they a lot of them probably didn't foresee so many college football games on to gameplay today. Uh tomorrow, excuse me. So the George missouri game—that's that's my big game tomorrow. That's my big game at noon. There's some other games, but we'll we'll go past that because we got to get into the others. 3:30, Miami, North Carolina, and Wisconsin versus Iowa. Wisconsin versus Iowa—that should be a hell of a ball game. So, by the way, George is a 13-point favorite at Missouri. I think Missouri's going to cover that spread. North Carolina, Miami, Miami is a field goal favorite at home. That should be the game of the day in college football, in my opinion. If I can get the hook, if I can get three and a half, three and a half, I like North Carolina. I think it's going to be a really close game and I don't think either one is going to win by more than about a field goal. I think it's going to come down to the wire. It really comes, it's going to come down to who plays the best in the second half of the fourth quarter. There's gonna have to be plays made, and I'm looking forward to that one. It's a shame that Army-Navy is on at the same time. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have the volume on Army-Navy, and then I'll I'll meet the North Carolina-Miami game. Because I always, I always watch the Army-Navy game. That's just been still me my, ever since I was a kid. My grandfather was a, a Navy guy. On my dad's side, my mom's side, her dad was an army guy, and I would talk to them about that game. Not together, because they lived 2,000 miles apart, but separately I would talk to them about it, and they were both invested emotionally in that game, so I always enjoy that game. Always, Whenever I watch that game, I'll always think about my grandfathers. Um, Wisconsin, Iowa is also at 3.30, and I'm with Justin. I'm gonna have to do a deep dive on the injury report or whatnot. But I don't understand why Iowa is such a big underdog at home. It's only like two or three points. But I would have thought that they would be favorite. At 4 o'clock, you got Duke versus Florida State. Normally, this wouldn't be a big deal. But FSU has not played football in a month. And so we look forward to that to finally get... The last time that Florida State took the football field was the drubbing of NC. else well, is NC State, thirty-eight to twenty-two. That's been quite a while ago, and so. Remember, the Clemson game was postponed, the Virginia game was postponed, and then they were off last week. So it'll be the first time in a month that they will have played. Same time, Tennessee-Vanderbilt, not that exciting for people unless you live in the the area of of, of Middle Tennessee. Um, With all that's going on, I'll, I'll have a fourth device on it but that's gonna be a game that I'm real. The only way I get locked into that game at any point is if Vanderbilt actually shows a pulse. I think Tennessee's gonna roll over them. That game is such a mismatch. Tennessee's record is not as indicative as how they've played. I think Tennessee will roll over. The, uh, the Vanderbilt That Games in Nashville. I don't know if they're allowing fans in the stands. I, I, sh- I should have asked Justin that. But 2-6 and six Tennessee is actually much, much better than 0-8 Vanderbilt. Vander- Vanderbilt's not even competing in games. Tennessee's at least competing. Uh, 7 o'clock tomorrow night's LSU in Florida. We'll get into that big time tomorrow on the Dixie Football Nation. We only have so much time on these Friday shows so we Try to cram as much in as possible. I usually leave the big college games for tomorrow because I know we're going to talk about them then. Uh, Dixie Football Nations on the Armchair Quarterbacks app and on Facebook Live and some CBS affiliates at 8 a.m. Eastern to 9 a.m. Eastern. Make sure you tune into that. Uh, so 7 o'clock, ESPN, Florida LSU. Florida is a huge favorite. They ought to smoke them. And then if you're looking for a game, like, all right, this game's over. This has got to be freaking... We is a crap. This game is a blowout. If you want to look at one, that's going to be a good game. It's a rivalry. It's usually a fun game. It's usually a close game. Take a look at the Southern Cal UCLA game. Those are two good teams and USC still trying to stay undefeated. USC is still trying to stay undefeated. USC will most likely be in the uh, conference championship. And you know, tomorrow at, tw- at 12 and 0 on Fox, Colorado's I believe it. Well, I'd have to look at that. Southern Cal should, should, should be in the uh, championship. I mean, if they really want to make it interesting, put it Southern Cal versus Colorado, but I feel like that they're in the same division, but I, that's what I would do. I, I would have taken the divisions out of all this junk this year. I would have just, I would have done what the ACC did and didn't do any divisions. I haven't paid attention to that with the Pac-12 So, bad job by me, but it's the Pac-12, and I really don't care about it most of the time. Um, 1 o'clock on Sunday, Cardinals-Giants. That is a big game. Not since the days days of Neil Lomax have the Cardinals and Giants been a big game, but that is a big game. Jags-Titans, 1 o'clock as well. Locally, that's just a game there. Just not planned on talking about it. We got sidetracked. He, he, He had to jump off early today. So, strange for us not to talk about that game, uh, considering our two major markets, are Jacksonville and Nashville. um, We uh, just didn't get a chance to get to it. Jacksonville is a seven and a half point dog. I think it's gonna be a close game. I would not take Tennessee minus the points. I just think it's gonna be, I think Tennessee gets the W. I'll go ahead and call it. I'll go ahead and give it a prediction today. Look, I said, I thought it would be high scoring. So I'm gonna say, Tennessee gets the W 31-27 also at 1 o'clock these are the big games of interest for the playoffs you've got Cardinals-Giants that I just said Kansas City-Miami is at 1 o'clock and Vikings at Bucks are at 1 o'clock I am definitely going to be sitting in a restaurant somewhere watching that Colts Vegas that's at 4 o'clock that is the four o'clock game to watch. You're looking for a secondary one. The Redskins, or excuse me, the Washington football team, or is at the 49ers. Both of them five and seven. The loser probably gets eliminated. If Washington loses, they're definitely eliminated. If Wash, excuse me, if San Francisco loses, they are definitely eliminated. Five and eight getting in as a wild card is not going to happen. Washington could still lose if, let's say, the Giants lose to the Cardinals at 1 o'clock. But remember, the Giants have the tiebreaker. And then Sunday night football, it doesn't get any better than this. The Steelers versus the Bills. And there's your weekend watching. Of course, we've got a good Monday night football game coming this week. Uh, the Browns versus the Ravens. Hopefully nothing covid happens and we get that game because that should be a really, really fun game. Good Sunday night game, good Monday night game. The college football lacks a little bit, but we do have a few good matchups that we'll get into tomorrow. And uh should be a great weekend of sports. It is time to turn back time and get the hell out of here.
2: If I could turn back time. Okay, so if I
0: could find
2: a way.
0: This goes back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the show. Al Michaels, Ford Frick Award. On this date, 1934, Ford C. Frick, who they named the award after, becomes the president of baseball's National League. Ford Frick then ends up uh, being the National League president from 34 to 1951, he was a baseball writer, and that's why the the award's named after him. There are some of these idiots I saw that were trying to cancel culture him, and they're, they're, they're always trying to cancel culture somebody out of something. But for right now, it's called the Ford Frick Award. You go back in time, and you name any human being, and it doesn't matter who you're talking about, you could cancel culture them out of whatever you want to cancel culture them out of. And that is any race, creed, sex, whatever. Everybody makes mistakes. You got to start to learn to look at it as a whole and quit having this adolescent look at it. The cancel culture thing is a child. It's a child's approach. Only a seven-year-old would say, well, he's a bad person because he did this without looking at the entire scope of it. If you look at the entire scope and you say, yeah, this person really was not bad, then I get that. But just to cancel culture because of one aspect of someone's life is adolescent and is childish. But Ford Frick, uh, yeah, 1934, he passed away, by the way, in 1965. And uh, the Ford Frick Award is given to the – to a – baseball broadcaster and the, and they give them to writers well it's it's got to do with the media but the, it was given to Al Michaels this year and I thought it was well overdue Al Michaels is in his mid 70s and I don't like when they wait this long because you never know how long someone has on this earth and when you play these types of games with people you really take the chance a huge chance a huge risk that the person never gets to get their award and see it and that's just it's it's asinine it's kind of like what they're doing with pete rose it's what they did to shoeless joe jackson birthdays it's your birthday today you got a few of them what 50 years old today. Ex-Tampa Bay Buccaneer, ex-Gator from Pembroke Pines, Florida. Anyone know where that is? 50 years old, Eric Rett. Remember Eric Rett? Remember when he came along? Everyone thought that he was going to be like another Emmett Smith never quite made it that way. He, 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 had a, he had a good college career. He had a, I'm going to be nice. It's his birthday. He had an okay pro career. Better pro career than a lot of people have, right? Love you. Don't ever get there. So happy birthday to him. Happy 49th birthday to an NFL legend, Willie McGinnis. From Long Beach, California. He, he was dropping knowledge from the LBC long before Snoop Dogg was. Willie McGinnis. Played for the New England Patriots and uh, unbelievable talent. And Willie McGinnis, to me, was what embodied the New England Patriots. They, they always have him listed as outside linebacker. He was a defensive end. It was a 3-4 defense. And also, he, he I have to throw this name out. This is a flash from the past. 48 years old today. I'm a little surprised that he's 48. I didn't think he'd been out of baseball that long. Franco Rodriguez, Francisco Rodriguez from the Twins. Of course, he played for the Angels. K-Rod, as most people know, him. he is 48 years old. And I did not know he was from Brooklyn, New York. So there you have that. And uh, that's your birthdays, that's your turn back times, and tomorrow we'll do college football. I'm looking forward to the NBA uh, fantasy draft that I'm going to be in. It should be a lot of fun this year. I'm only doing one one league this year. I'm not doing this junk where I try to take on more than one league. I'm only doing one, and I'm looking forward to it, and the draft will be fun, and it'll be fun to to keep up with it all year. Give me a reason to watch. I'm going. That is my New Year's resolution next year. I'm going to do dwe- it dwindled down my my, my fantasy leagues. Um, Very happy that I made 26 to 27 playoffs, but it's time for me to hang up that many playoff, that many fantasy teams. I'm going to get it down to like a hard 10 next year, if that. I'm going to really focus on other things that I have planned for next football season and baseball season. And um, I'm going to get out of the, playing as much and more doing more content as, uh, that takes up a lot. You don't, you don't believe how much time it takes to set lineups, pick up to stay on top and still be competitive in leagues. It's, it it's hard work. Where's my Ford Frick award. <laughs> where, where, where's my accolades? We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Y'all appreciate y'all spending your day with us and, uh, 8 AM tomorrow it's friday baby
2: it's friday working stiffs everybody four three three, two one happy weekend (laughs) i've got a hundred dollars smoking in my billfold i know i ought to save it but it's burning a hole it's finally friday i'm free again i got my motor Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another
3: show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk
2: to you then.
0: Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye.
0: Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for sports talk here on the First Coast. <laughs> Armchair Quarterback Radio comes your way every day. Find Armchair Quarterback's Radio on Facebook today. And don't forget to tap that app. The Armchair Quarterback's app is free to download, and you can take us anywhere you go. You can hear the whole show every day on Armchair Quarterback's app. Gotta
2: get again cigarette the
0: you haven't downloaded it yet your armchair quarterbacks app is the best app you can tap today google android apple iphone that's right download it tap that app today you can take the armchair quarterbacks app anywhere free to download free to use and important to have download it today tap that armchair quarterbacks app for the best in southeast sports talk listen live or catch the replay
2: i kind of like that i want to tap that you can